I steal from Whole Foods. <laughs> there, I admit it, okay? I steal from Whole Foods. This is what I do, okay? I go to the bulk nut section, where there's different varieties of nuts, and I fill up my bag with organic almonds. Okay, I eat organic almonds. I don't eat regular almonds. What am I, a fucking peasant? No. <laughs> organic almonds. Now they're $17.99 a pound, but the regular almonds are $4.99 a pound. So I just put the SKU number of the regular almonds on the bag. Because who in their right mind at the checkout is going to see me coming, look at my almonds. <laughs> oh, these are organic, you piece of shit. No, that's, that's never going to happen. And if you've never done that before, I suggest you try it, because I have never felt so alive. <laughs> to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast with your hosts, Elsie and Baco. Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I'm joined, as always, with the currently rehabbing Baco. How are you, sir? I am well. Uh, yeah, the the, uh, the the physical therapy is going pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I did a light sprint in the warehouse when no one was looking the other day, and I wasn't able to do that a couple <laughs> months ago. So, yeah, and, uh, uh, now I got to start thinking about cardio. That 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 hit home right there. Um, being gassed after running, to, you know, thirty yards or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm still a little perplexed on that, but there's never been a point where I like my physical health or whatever, or my uh, the, to check the stability or whatever of my back. I need to all of a sudden go really fast for 40 yards. Like, well, the, the fast is probably too uh, kind of a description, <laughs> but uh, okay. Well, yeah, and it's the very lower back. It is amazing what you know. Once that became an issue, like what I could not oh, do, yeah. like I couldn't bend over. I mean, uh, I joked with my physical therapist, but, you know, if I drop my pen too many times in a day, it can be fucking blood curdling. You know what I mean? It's just like, why does this keep happening to me, God? Do you have, when that happens, are you like, I just need to buy more pens, just more pens, get more in the top drawer. You just have this, these, like under your desk, you just have these ones that are just like. They're gone forever. Yeah, it's like just, I, can, I can either walk across the shop into my office and get another pen or just get down and pick this. I'm going to get another pen. Someone can have That's this right. one. Someone else will pick it up and then I'll take it back. <laughs> Guys, we need a we need a whole bunch of new pens and about four feet 
off the ground at different areas of the house, of the uh, store. What do you think? It's a yeah. good plan. <laughs> yeah, just uh, maybe that's what I need to do is just put pen cups hidden because otherwise people will take them. <laughs> uh, like within about 10 feet of each other throughout the whole company, and then I'll never really need to worry about it. But uh, no, uh, thanks for asking. Uh, I, I'm happy to, to report that uh, it does feel like uh, after a couple months of, of the, this kind of mundane stretching and planking, things sure. are starting to turn a little corner, uh, you know, um, but it it is what it is, man. As uh, I think uh, can, uh, it was the Pope who said that, uh, Pope John Paul I. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, no, I, how are things I, on I your end, a, man? They're good. I just wanted to say that I was impressed. I mean, right before we started, you pulled up your hoodie and I saw just a ripped six pack and stuff like that. <laughs> just like, just like we've been, we've been competing between each other and everything like that. Right. Like who, who, who can do it? Who can be the best bro dragon of the two? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By ripped six pack, you mean I ripped off a six pack of Pabst and That's I hid it under my hoodie. <laughs> Has anybody actually really purchased Pabst? Isn't it always stolen? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. A lot of bars sell it. It's a hipster beer, man. <laughs> All right. All right, fair enough. You like it in a can? <laughs> I'll take it right here. It's okay. All right, what do you got? Yeah, I was going to ask you about is, if, if this has ever happened in a drive-through for you. Um, first off, you you hardly ever go to Starbucks, right? Because that's too highfalutin. And you ever for grab a coffee or do you I, ever go there for to coffee that, fix? Like I've never gone to a drive-through. It's unbelievable to me though. There is one. Just a real quick a side note on that. Yeah. There's yeah, one yeah. right by my work, um, and. 80 degrees out, hot summer day, four mm-hmm. in the afternoon, or th- we'll say two in the afternoon. There's just a ridiculous drive through line that, like, if it was any place I wanted to go, the, the line is always longer than I'm willing to, to like, I'll go someplace else. Uh, but right. no, I, I don't like their coffee. It's it, it does not taste good to me. If, if A lot of the crap they sell just is for people who don't like coffee, which is just baffling to me. It's like, why the fuck are you like, well, can I get that? But make it mocha, make it iced. Let's put, you know, with the crap we've all, basically you're buying a chocolate yeah, yeah. malt. You know what I mean? So Correct, correct, correct. Go to McDonald's. Well, I go, well, I go in there uh, for a pike, an actual coffee is what I get, mm-hmm. just, so you, just so listeners know. And most of the time it's because of the fact that I, I ran out real quick and I want to get a breakfast sandwich and I want to pay too much for it. So... So when I do this, I get I, I get I get in the drive-through, and um, this has happened at not just one location, but multiple all over Denver, multiple Starbucks. But I'll be in be in the drive, uh, you know, I'll order at most I'll order a sandwich and a coffee. That's my order, you know, maybe seven dollars or whatever it is. I'll get up there and, and I'll go and I take out my card and they go, oh, don't worry about it. The car ahead bought it for you. Mm. Ha, ha, they they paid it forward. And they, and they bought it for you. And the first time this happened, about a year ago, it's probably happened 10 times now. The first thing I thought was, they said the lady in front bought it for you. I'm like, oh, yeah. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, looking man. good in my car. Now we're talking. Like I, like, you know what I mean? Like, You're I'm looking like, for like, a phone number on the cup. <laughs> that's right. I'm like, I'm like, this is my lucky day, you know? It must be looking good for work or whatever. And, you know, and, but the first She's time. Like, I think uh, that's Tony Romo. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's wearing the hat. <laughs> that guy needs his coffee pay, pay, paid for him. Uh, and then and then this happened again. So before I go further with this, has that ever happened to you? No, any, but the, uh, the vice versa. I've uh, uh, I don't know what the hell was came over me, but I was in a McDonald's drive through a few years back and uh, uh, a police car was behind me. We were, I was getting breakfast. Uh, OK. I, uh, and uh, I said, hey, well, I'll, I'll pay for his, too. And uh, you uh, did. Yep. I, I, okay. I, you know, no, it was a it was a police officer. I was just trying to do something nice for uh, the 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 men and women in blue. Um, but uh, yeah, I got a thumbs up from him. 
uh, once he got up to the pay window. But uh, okay, never okay. never had it where it was paid for me. No, nobody well, nobody looks at me and thinks that guy should uh, get a free coffee. <laughs> well, that's my point. So 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 then fuck it's hap- Right. So then it's happened a few more times where where the second or third time I'm like, is my car really dirty? Do I look like I need it? Do I need that guy? Like, that guy shouldn't be at Starbucks and I need to pay for it. There are a lot of homeless people in Denver. (laughs) Yeah, that drive cars. Yeah. And go to Starbucks. Yeah, why not? And, 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 but, but, but every time, this is how it usually goes, though, is they'll say something like, that guy bought your, your food for you. Did you want to do the same for the person Mm. behind? Like that, and I go, nope. <laughs> I, always, I always take off. So I'm, 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 my theory is now when I'm getting this is I don't think there's actually somebody buying it ahead of me. I think that the Starbucks thing, it's like a social experiment because oh. it only happens at Starbucks. And I think there are a lot of a few, quote, pay it forwards. And I think, though, that there's a gambling ring inside of Starbucks and that they're laying down money. Like how many cars back do you think this guy will go? Will that way? Will, will it go three or four deep? Will this guy get it? And all I got to tell you is I'll just tell you if there is a, if I'm coming there, the, the game's bust <laughs> every single time I go, <laughs> I go, thanks for the free food suckers. And I let, just drive off. Let's put it on a more aristical, realistic angle. What if yeah. the person in front of you did not pay for your cup? Like you're, like you're kind of suggesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know where Break I'm going now. Now the math doesn't no, make no. sense. I'm, I'm trying to come up with a way that they're double dipping, like getting oh, you to okay. pay for yours. And maybe the person behind, maybe any time an order behind you is more expensive than yours, they ask you if you'll pay for the, like they come up with the story. And a lot of times people go, you know what, I'll do that. And then they end up paying more than they would have paid for their own purchase. Next car comes up, they just get paid for their own order. They're never told. And uh, the cashiers are skimming and putting that in their pocket. Okay, so there's two theories there. All I say is that there's no really right way to do this because, like, if you say, like, like, hey, did you want to pay for the person's stuff behind you? You look back there and you're like, uh, how much stuff did they get? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if it's less than what I paid, sure, let's, let's, I'm still in the, in the clear. But, but when I think about all this, too, I'm like, this happens at Starbucks. You know where it never happens? Jack in the box. Mm-hmm. That's not happening, right? Nobody's well, paying for I somebody's did mine food. Ha- I did mine at McDonald's. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I just like, figured Jack and I figured Jack in the box. Nobody's happy even being there to begin with. They're just they're, their stomachs are torn uh, up. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I always <laughs> <laughs> I always uh, anytime I'm uh, in front of somebody and they only have one item and I have a full cart and I don't let them in, I always yeah. pay for their candy bar. Oh, that's it's nice. like yeah, yeah. You I made you wait rather than just let you cut in front of me. No, I don't know. I'm just making that up. Yeah. Okay. But uh, okay, so the fact that they much- said, "Would you like to do the same to me?" is extremely suspect. Uh, I don't yes. think they asked like, the guy that I bought for. Would you like to buy the car behind you? Something. It was like, I think, hey, they paid for it. I've I've, I've witnessed it. I've never been the uh, the recipient of it. But uh, I did get a, a Mitch Malloy cameo. <laughs> <laughs> What, what does that have to do with this? It's a nice thing. It's <laughs> yeah, nice. Thing. Okay, just, you're just connecting different things. Yeah, yeah. My point is that's better than a free coffee. So, so again, <laughs> karma needs to. So, so the karma police were not very good with me on this uh, too. I'll get into that later. But the, the the but the main thing is is okay. So it's never happened to you. No. That, that that that's okay. So I just said I'm I'm telling you right now I'm gonna start investigating. I'm gonna blow the lid off this fucking Starbucks gambling ring for paying it forward internally at all the Starbucks. So that's it. One other thing makes it kind of suspicious too is that you're the recipient. 
the total wine that I typically visit, uh, much to my chagrin, is right next door to a Hobby Lobby. Because of this, uh, I try to plan any any stop my my weekly stop to uh, stock up on uh, the Coors Light cans uh, mm-hmm. when my wife is not with me. Uh, but sure, sometimes it's just unavoidable uh, because that means I'm also going to Hobby Lobby. Is all I'm getting at. Uh, so I, a couple weeks ago, we uh, we stop off and she darts for Hobby Lobby while I go in to get my one case of beer. I come out and then I and you know put the beer in the car and go into Hobby Lobby to meet her and uh, we do some shopping and she always like tries to twist this around too like it's actually something I enjoy and it's really for me and like she'll find something hmm, this, you'd like that wouldn't you like that and then we'll end up buying it this time it was a uh, immersible Probably blender beans. that looks like a uh, lightsaber so uh, anyway we're standing in line and right in front of us uh, uh, checking out is a is a lady and and her son who between 7 and 8 years old that's 8 is the peak and this kid is being a little fucking shit he is like you know that bubble tape gum or whatever that looks like a tape measure and it's it's gum pulls out like a strip sure okay yeah that's what he wants, and he's not getting it. But mm-hmm. now, to the mom's credit, as much as this little shit's thrown a tantrum, she's being firm, but also calm. So I mm-hmm. appreciate the effort she's making. Sometimes kids are just, you're trying to just unload your cart and keep your, get your kid to shut the fuck up. And to do that and remain peaceful, to me, is, is an accomplishment at times. Uh, so I, I felt for her. Anyway, um, mom uh, goes to finishes unloading the stuff, and she goes to put the cart where the, uh, put the cart away. And as he walks away, the kid looks at the mom, turns around, looks me dead in the fucking eyes, grabs that bubblegum tape, turn does a little spin, and tuck sucks that fucker right in his pocket. And Amy and I look at each other. We're just like, what? the fuck like you mean stealing it yes he's just shoplifted and he 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 fucking stared me down right before he did it too you know he's just he looked right at me man and i'm like and now i'm like what i'm starting to think like you know am i on an episode of what would you do you know and i'm expecting that tall man to from abc to come out and like oh well you know what i would do there's two situations here if that kid put it in his pocket but they were using the self-checkout line and say, that's okay. You get something free. That's <laughs> a little commission for you. It's yeah. all right, kid. You'll learn this later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, trust me, this kid did not deserve a reward, but it was also not <laughs> self-checkout. Yeah, uh, okay, so I'm going. like, I'm looking at like, Amy and we're kind of like having this like silent conversation with each other. Like, should we tell the mom? Should we say something you know out loud? Yeah. Uh, this is a lot of stuff. And, and I just, I panicked. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I mean... There's part of me that would be a hypocrite, you know what I mean? But that's every parent, right? We've all done stuff we don't want our kids to do. Sure. Uh, but my shot, but not at eight years old, I wasn't ripping shit off. You know, not on purpose. I might have, like, grabbed something and didn't know, you know, like, couldn't have it. But uh, so anyway, I clumsily waited until they were done. And then I said something to the cashier. And I'm like, as the words came out of my mouth, I'm like, what the fuck is the point of this? What, you know? <laughs> In hindsight, you see, that, you see that kid over there? He's got the bubble. <laughs> exactly. He's got and the you, bubble tape. She's like, ah, oh well. That's a, you know. But again, I don't. I don't know. I have no rational reason. Like I said, I was just kind of panicking. Like, like I'm trying to to do the right thing here. Uh, do it. Do I say something to the mom, or is the mom going to suddenly? Maybe she's not this like reserved mom doing her best. She is like, how dare you fucking talk about my kid that way? You know, you don't know what you're fucking getting into. In hindsight, here's what I think I should have done. Oh, I think okay. I just should have just said, P- 
put that back to the kids sternly. And that's it. And then any conversation that came after that could have been just the mom seeing me because she was right there, too. But, she, you sure. know, she just hadn't turned around uh, and walked back yet. So um, what, what, what's the right thing to do there, man? Um, well, Hobby first, Lobby's not going to go broke over this. But what if this kid now is just on a that's the first domino, man? Well, that's, that's what I was going to say is, is it to, to, to ease your your, uh, you know, troubled mind uh, store. 765 uh, Hobby Lobby still reported a profit for that day. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, right? to me, the, the, the issue is with the act and, and the relationship between yeah. the, the kid and the mom. No, I know. I, I think that basically, uh, if you want my opinion, you kind of, if you want, I probably would, yeah, that's like, what kind of, it's, it's like more time. You're, you, first off, you're going to end up having a longer time there of some conversation that mm. you're planning. You know what I'm saying? So if you, if you, maybe you just tell the, the parents say, hey, just so you know, you, got, you want to check little, your kid's uh, pocket little, there. Little, little, little sticky fingers on uh, young, uh, like young Brian here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you might want to check his pockets. I'm just letting you know. Or maybe you mention it and her eyes like get big as saucers and like, fuck, they, this guy's figured out my, my whole sting operation, right? Yeah. Maybe that's what she Spend does. Spend $90 he, a, and steal a this, 80 cent piece of gum. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe he's a mule. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's a whole mother and daughter. Oh yeah, uh, that's a whole son. routine. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Act Sometimes up, it's gum, right? But they, they go out there, and maybe she re- then maybe she returns the stuff afterwards, and he's the, the kid has muscled out everything she needs, and she just comes back. Oh, this didn't fit. Whatever, like that. It's just a, it's just a thing. It's a fucking. <laughs> it's, a, it's a scam. So uh, there's all kinds of different ways. You know, obviously my my mind is always going towards the evil on every transaction. Yeah. <laughs> Pay it forward. Something kind. Of course, it can't be something kind. So I don't know what the right thing. I would I would just mention something to that. I wouldn't deal with a kid because the kid's already. I don't think he gives a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, oh, clearly, if he's doing that, he just he doesn't care what, what, what. Uh, he's looking uh, at me, and and that's the other thing. How about that? He he goes, "You're not gonna fucking say anything, are you? You little pussy." Right? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He talks to you. He's just, he just listen. No pod, no fucking podcaster tells me what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you think I'm gonna take take advice from a podcaster? Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, you're not even spending your time wisely. <laughs> oh man, when was the last time you shoplifted? Oh, well, just ask me the last time I went to a self-checkout line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm not sure that counts. <laughs> I, uh, uh, as, you, as you know, uh, I, uh, well, maybe you don't know, because uh, you, you sometimes claim to be ignorant to anything that's on Facebook, but uh, mm, I, yeah. am, uh, I started a journey to become the hot sauce king of my neighborhood. Uh, oh, and, uh, how so? Uh, uh, I, I got a fermenting kit for Christmas, so uh, I went up to a local grocery store and I uh, grabbed just an array of almost every pepper they had, put it in a bag, and rang them up all as one pepper. I just was like, I'm not fucking sorting these things out. <laughs> <laughs> these are just terrible cobra hacks. We're both going to be arrested by, 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 by noon of this episode coming out. <laughs> both the Hobby, Lo- Hobby Lobby will misinterpret this. Yeah, oh, of you course. Uh, they're not Star- even- Starbucks will think that I've been freeloading for mm. many, many drive-thrus, and we're, we're fucking done. Uh, seriously, though, a couple years ago, I stole a T-shirt from uh, Five Below, but uh, it was here's what happened is that it was, you know, everything there is five dollars or less. Mm-hmm. I saw just a stupid. Below. I think I just saw a Star Wars T-shirt and I grabbed sure. it, threw it over my shoulder while we shopped, uh, bought a bunch of candy. We went up to ring it out and I get out to the car and the, sh- the shirt's still sitting on my shoulder. Now, I did go back in and pay for it. But honestly, in hindsight, what I had to deal with. 
that time, it prob I really regret doing that. I'm like, I would just just have this on your conscience, man, because uh, it was just yeah. a pain in the ass with the people that were oh, in front I of me. I understand. Uh, but I did go back, so I don't I don't, I don't think that counts. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, I, I did. I think I, I don't know if it was a phase or not because I think I did it three times and got caught twice between the age of ten and eleven, and then I was done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much my zone. I got I got busted. Uh, uh, Stealing like I think some Star Wars stuff. I was playing with some Star Wars figures that all of a sudden my dad was like, uh, yeah, I didn't pay seven dollars for that Chewbacca or whatever the fuck it was. And then he actually made me go back to the store to the manager of the store and say, I stole this. I'm sorry. Give it back. And like that was my lesson. Like I was terrified. Yeah. So there you go. That's what you do to a kid. No, I got, go I back got to the caught. store. I got caught and held, and they called my dad. Oh, damn. The The best part of this is that I begged dad not to tell my mom, right? Um, and I never heard another thing about it, but I just assumed he did. I told my mom that story about 10 years ago, and she lost her shit. She was yes. pissed off that my now-deceased father, who she divorced in 82, didn't tell her in 1980 that I stole some Star Wars cards. How dare that son of a bitch! Out of Canada, Elsie, uh, Loverboy uh, has dropped a new song uh, called Release. Uh, have you heard it? I have not heard the release of Release. All right, no. that, no, you're better off, but I'll play a snippet here. Yeah, that sucks. 
Anyway, uh, good to see Loverboy is still doing something. I'm not really sure why, but uh, uh, they're validating those uh, headlining spots on those, uh, <laughs> you know, Freedom Fests. Yeah, if the border music. opens anyway. Uh, but but yeah. Wally Gator's probably got a couple interviews with the guys scheduled up for uh, the CGCM radio. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, just another Loverboy news. They also sold their publishing and... Uh, 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 and that's why you'll see the band at Cheesecake Factory eating for free tonight. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's fake news. Uh, I bought the Loverboy catalog. Uh, oh, it was yeah. you? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. It's, it was going to be a surprise gift for you for our, our show anniversary coming in April. I can't wait for working on the weekend to be shoved down my throat in multiple different ads. Oh, God. Good luck. All right, man. Well, uh, in our, that's our annual Loverboy news. Uh, we got it out of the way early here. Good. Um, yes. So got the bang, rest of the bang. year to just float. Uh, Very official. <laughs> float like Vince Neal at a water park, right? Mm, I think so. Anyway, uh, speaking of Vince, uh, Vince uh, had, had some news, you know, and it kind of ties into the uh, the uh, Motley Stadium tour with, with Def Leppard. And uh, All right. at this point, I'm not really sure if I'm actually rooting against it or if I just, because I've always been skeptical ever since, you know, uh, Nikki and Tommy went on their Gene and Paul level of social media pimping these, this tour, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Milwaukee, fastest sellout on a Tuesday ever. Boo! You know, that kind of stuff. And uh, Anyway, we all know the story. COVID hit. They got postponed two years. How amazing is that, though, that, that, that we've been talking about this for, for at least two? I think it was announced, like, now. Yeah. You know, yeah. We've we got to be two years of talking on this. Yeah. Yeah, and well, just, they, they, don't, they don't want to refund the money to all those robots. <laughs> right. They're just sitting there collecting the interest till they get it. They're going to keep pushing it off till they've gained enough interest to cover any losses they had, and then they'll refund people. Hold on for a sec. I have one on the line here. Do you think Def Leppard will still be on the tour? I'm not <laughs> sure. What do you think? How long am I going to be without my funds? That's one of the bots. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's address uh, the bots' questions there. They're pretty good. Well, well Chris Inzak said on uh, Decibel Geek, he intimated some, some behind-the-scenes knowledge that Def Leppard is going to be dropping out. I'm su- I'm not terribly oh, you're surprised. You're putting it out there. You're putting out the rumor of the rumor. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's just a ticking clock on that right now. I'm not sure uh, if it's going to happen or not, obviously, but uh, it's, it's not official yet. But, sure. you know, I know that <laughs> Phil Collin uh, had some public remarks about uh, Vince not being exactly in the condition someone needs to be to sing 14 songs. By the way, if you want a spectrum of shape, Phil Collin on one end, <laughs> Vince Neil on the other. Yes. You know, the weird thing oh, is the oh, idea of either. star, really. Yeah. And the idea, honestly, of either one of them shirtless makes me a little uncomfortable. Right. He's he's a little too fit, and he's way not fit. Yeah, I've already much. requested that Ron Keel not invite either one of them into the hot tub. Uh, I just... <laughs> Well, the, if if uh, Phil Collin got in the hot tub, it, there'd just be a, a layer of grease on the top from all the right. body oil. Uh, oh man, nobody nobody wants that. <laughs> and then, well, then Vince could get it and just you know, uh, all the water would flow over the edge. Ba-da-bum. By the way, Phil Collin has never been caught shoplifting, mostly because you just can't get a hold of him. Right, it's, <laughs> he's slippery. He's very slippery. <laughs> slippery Phil. That's right. Uh, well, Vince, uh, Vince has uh, you know he does his, his solos tour shit and i saw a headline uh that said that he had uh, basically scheduled tour dates uh during the actual motley crew stadium tour now i i've tracked down a few stories on this i found a couple headlines that mentions yeah. dates 
but so every story I read only lists one particular date. So it doesn't seem that nefarious, and it, it is on a day between two shows, but you think that guy should be doing three shows in a row? And I can't believe that there wouldn't be something. You actually brought this to my attention, that there has to be something contractually that says you're not going to, although it is in North Dakota, so maybe <laughs> maybe they're like, well, we're not exactly losing money from North Dakota. I, I guess, but but to make sure that I understand the story right, is that there was an announcement that he is going a tour, a solo tour, the same time frame as the the tour. Yeah, but yes? but I could only find one date as of the day. One we're actual record. date. Uh, yeah, okay. so like June or July sixteenth between the, and they're playing like a, uh, on the day before and the day after. Uh, there's yeah, tour I, dates anyway. <laughs> so before you go into your end of it, but just in general, like. Has, has there ever been, I think this is what I was saying in, in general, has there ever been a band of note that's been on tour that had some member of the band doing solo things throughout, like Halford doing solo dates during Judas Priest is a, a weird one. That's the only one I could pull out of my head re- real quick. But like, can you think of any? I can't really. Like, not, I can't not, a, of... not a band of that size. I, I mean, there's probably been like, um, well, like Ron Keel will do an acoustic show, and then he'll do a Ron Keel band show. But that's still his. Yeah, I, right. I mean, it's yeah, we're not talking right. Motley Crue, Def Leppard. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Um, you know, and, and I've seen like uh, or even Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels wasn't even doing like solo bullshit. That'd be the closest. I bet. I bet yeah. he has. I bet he has. You but think so? okay. But who knows? That'd be. I mean, I I I, I can't say if, with any certainty. You know what I mean? But you would think in general, like you just mentioned, that there would be some contract saying, "Yo, you can't do stuff that would dilute the brand Ex- during this." Especially a tour of this size that is sold out, you know what I mean? Other than the tickets you can still buy, it is sold out. Right. So Everywhere. go to your theory then. Go to your theory. That I yeah, I think that, that Vince is like, well, this ain't fucking happening, and I, <laughs> I need a payday, you know? Right. Um, so he's just, uh, and that guy clearly, anybody that, that watches what he does, that that would actually pay attention or care because plenty of people just want to go get drunk and listen to Motley Crue tunes. They don't care how it looks or sounds. It's it's good enough for them. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I'm talking guys like us. If you're paying any attention, this guy clearly doesn't do these one-off shows for any love of music or passion or drive. So it, it, it's clearly 100% money with him. He His whole body language and MO just reeks of, I don't give a fuck. Give me yeah. my money. So Right. Right. Plus, he doesn't uh, care what he know. looks like, sounds like. Fucking doesn't care if he walks off early, falls off the stage. He'll keep going. Um, you're going to keep embarrassing yourself. You have no fucking shame, and so that's just who he is. Plus, you know, there's there's the chance of the whole bot revolt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like think about it. the rise of the machines. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> if you risk it, if you risk it to me one more time, I'll catch you. You won't catch me, fool. I'll catch you. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a fan of Killbot. From uh, oh. Futurama. Now stand back. I got to practice my stabbing. But uh, Pimp Bob, Pimp, Pimp, Pimp Come Bob on, was Conan, pretty solid. Conan O'Brien. Don't make me cut, you fool. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. How about in the history books that Judgment Day actually came true from Terminator 2 because of the tour being rescheduled one too many times and the bots finally flipping out? That would be an amazing <laughs> end, end of the world. <laughs> oh, my God. That... You know, uh, there is a helpless feeling of, of being a functioning brain walking around the planet in 2022. Uh, mm-hmm. Why not? That that seems as, as good a scenario as... <laughs> it's either a comet or the Motley Crue tour. Yeah. 
Big rescheduled one, one too many times. I can't wait for the debate over whether or not robots revolting and killing humans is a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, like, we won't be able to come together and go, well, it's like, it's not the bots. You know, it's our freedoms. It's like, you know, I, I don't know what the... I, give me some time. I'll come up with a, a plausible dipshit argument to defend robots killing humans. Listeners probably picked up from our other previous conversations that you have kind of a trip planned that you that you have a pretty big trip coming up here. Uh, but let's make it official in case anybody missed a, a previous episode. Elsie uh, of Cobras and Fire will be on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Uh, I, my understanding is uh, you will be available for autographs, but not pictures. Is that accurate? That's correct. I'm in the uh, small, uh, the seeing eye chart, and right near the bottom. Where yeah. it says, uh, I think it's after, uh, talks about the cleaning facilities. Now, uh, is, is the, the no photos thing related to your COVID weight gain? <laughs> That's correct. That's right. <laughs> I don't want anybody but seeing me, uh, you know, not in perfect uh, prime health. So will you be swimming with your shirt on or off? <laughs> hmm. 
I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say it just depends on how many beers. I have in <laughs> <me>. <laughs> and, and if that, if that, you know, that all day, uh, uh, shirt, uh, fits properly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you have, if it's that nice blue shirt, nice and sleek <laughs> and you're like, that guy looks in shape. It's holding everything in. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think if you go, if you go swimming with a shirt on, it should be a Ted Nugent shirt. I think so too. And you know, actually if I swim with my shirt off and my, uh, you know, maybe you're not part of the, the cult, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Like if you have the shirt, I feel like that guy is not wearing a shirt swimming. He's not a real rock fan. Hmm. What do you think? A real Monsters of Rock cruise fan. Oh, yeah. You might stick out like a guy wearing a blue T-shirt. I will also be a hypocrite <laughs> as I will be wearing khaki shorts. Yeah. All right. Well, I thought we both agreed khaki shorts were fine. I guess so. Yeah. yeah that's fine. But they have to hit your knee. Nothing above. That's a little, <laughs> a little too much. All right. Too much, too much skin, huh, there, Father? That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> hey, but yeah, hey, man. Padre. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll break it down here. What are, we, what are we talking about here? What are you excited for? <clears throat> sure. Well, I mean, the Monsters of Rock cruise has been going on for, I think, damn near a decade. Mm-hmm. And this year has been <clears throat> basically in, uh, I would say, June or July, I decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go on a cruise. I used to live near this damn thing <laughs> in Florida where I could have just driven there and gotten on the boat. Yeah. So now that I'm in Colorado, I'm going to go. Uh, found a fellow, uh, well, I'll just call him former fan of the show, David Glenn, uh, <laughs> after, 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 after he rooms with me, right? Maybe you give him some tips. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe he'll, uh, he'll start his own podcast. Kind of like, you ever seen that episode of Seinfeld where Kathy Griffin becomes a comedian who only tells jokes about how shitty Jerry Seinfeld is? Oh, that's great. <laughs> David will start his own anti-LC podcast. He goes, my five days with LC, and it's enough material for years. <laughs> what do you think? He writes a book, goes on Oprah. <laughs> Is Oprah still a thing? I don't know. Uh, it will be. She'll she'll reopen her show just for these stories. Fucking at Barnes and Noble signing copies. <laughs> he just the rest of his life is set. You're set, Dave. Uh, but uh, no, the thing I'm really excited about is that uh, you know if I think where am I going to see Alice Cooper perform? It's on a boat, right? Mm-hmm. Come on. But uh, that's the headliner for for this year. But it's you know it's all your '80s band. But the ones that I'm. Um, I don't know how you hey, want to do Quick question. How many, just... how many shows is Cooper doing? He does, it's just like the Kiss Cruise. They do two. So you have a ticket you're, you know, to go to one of the two. Okay. It's included. It's not extra. I think the Kiss one is No, no, no. I, yeah. Yep. No, the, like kiss, the Kiss, the it's, it's all included in the Kiss one, too. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so everybody here, I think, plays two shows. But it'll be experience. I mean, like, um, just uh, I'll just fire these off. I don't know if you want me to just mention some of the bands. You tell me boner or no boner or don't sure. care. Or, okay. I'll say so, like, I like my idea, T-shirt or no T-shirt. Uh, in other words, would, uh, do I need you to buy all these T-shirts for me? Yeah. So just to give you an idea, first off, it's hosted by a former guest of the – three former guests of the show are uh, are one of the, are the hosts of this cruise, and that is Eddie Trunk, Don Jameson, and Jim Florentine. Mm, yes. So I can go up to each three of them and say, hey, I'm the other guy that didn't talk to you on the show. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they'll, say, and they'll, both be, they'll all be like – well, Jameson might remember coming on the show, but I bet you the other two are like, oh, what was that show called again? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. Jameson, a three-time guest. Eddie, remember the sh- remember that show that we, we, we said that we, we we made fun of you, and then you you came on the show and he killed it. It was a great guest, but it was, uh, yeah. but yeah. So or, or they'll throw me off, and then of course Courtney Cornadold's there too. So like th- those 
guests of the show. There's four guests, but we've got and guests of the show. I'm excited to meet and finally see perform Karabi. Mm. Have you ever seen Karabi in any form? Be it scream, no, solo, need with a T-shirt. Okay. Um, hey, well, well got, we just had a guest on the show uh, who's going to be uh, doing some uh, performing there. Izzy Presley. Oh. Yes, there you go. See, look at all the connections to Cobras and Fire already. Yeah, the Monsters of Rock crews. We had a Lynch. You're just going to actually spider it out even more. Uh, this That's is right. this is how we take over the world. This and then get some robots. Yeah. So I could. <laughs> so like I look at this list sometimes too, and yeah. I'm like, wow, I could do. We could do all the interviews we need for the entire year right on this boat. So I'm going to say that that I'm going to look at this list and look at the work that I could do and end up not doing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that I really want to work on this. I just want no, to I, I'm with you. I, I fucking have fun. Drink too much. Get some sun. Check out some music. Uh, try not to annoy David too much with your, uh, you know, try not to use his drinking glass uh, to spit in your, your when you rinse. So, Sure. It, and he should have the confidence that I am fully COVID in and out. So, yes. you know, yeah. a good setup that way. But that, that's, that's kind of a weird Is thing. Is there any about, vaccination well, uh, requirements on this? Oh yeah, so this thing is as of that mo- as of that Monday, uh, you have to get a test, not a home test, but you have to have a negative test from like a authorized place like that. You have to have it with you. You also have to be fully vaccinated too and have that card, and then your passport and everything like like to get on. So you can't even get on the boat unless you have a negative test two days prior to it sailing. So I have already had that. Scheduled. Even if you're vaxxed? Yes, you have to have hmm. both. You have to have a, you have to be vaxxed and a negative test. With all the you, the, the testing that, that with this latest wave, any concerns that you're not going to be able to get your results in time? It would seem like that might be a problem for a lot of people. That's why I need to uh, to make sure that that's scheduled for that Monday. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, no, the it's, test it's, like it's, getting the test doesn't seem to be the at least locally here. Um, yeah. But the, the reports I see is that, like waiting too long to get it. Like it might. Yeah. Some people are waiting over a week, which is kind of pointless. Right, so I have to make sure I get a rapid one. It is it is difficult uh, with okay. that too. Anyway, um, but getting back to it, so that's that kind of makes me feel because you know when I booked this, it seemed like COVID was going to end. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a weird thing to do, and then say, "Hey, I'm going on a boat in the middle of this," you know, third, <laughs> third round of this is, is yeah. very odd. So I'm actually glad that I actually have it, have had it already, and got it out of the way. Yeah. But anyway, um, so uh, I'll just mention a couple other ones on there. Tom Kiefer's solo band. Uh, you got to see them. Yeah, they're fucking phenomenal. You, uh, wait, have you seen have. them yet? I saw them like three or four years ago with, uh, with like Lita Ford. Okay, so that's right. They were great. Yeah, they're they're, they're amazing. Killer band. Yes, and uh, so and they were actually doing a pre party show too on land the day before at like a hotel. You, are you going to be able to get in any of that stuff? Or yes, I actually, I will be there that night too to see cool. that. Right so, on. Um, I'll just say Skid Row. You know, now so not, and they're going to be doing "Slave to the Grind" in full. So now I'll see the other end of it, nice. box version of that, and be able to compare. Um, is that a T-shirt or an? Eh, no, maybe that's a no. Hank- handkerchief. No, yeah, t- okay. only one T-shirt so far. as Karabi. So, okay, uh, winger. <laughs> uh, you know what? If they have uh, like a, a T-shirt that's like in kind of a weird bluish gray, get get it no. for me. But uh, no, no for t-shirt. winger. Yeah. Okay. Just because it has to be something silly and stupid because that band is oh, just silly. Okay. Uh, I'll but, be interested. Check them out. Let me know because I've seen them twice and it was some of the worst. Like, I mean, they're talented musicians, but it did seem like these guys wanted to be doing anything but what they were doing. So. Yeah. So some of these I've just mentioned, except for Tom Kiefer, I mean, like Winger, somehow I've just never, 
they've never been part of those all day fests or anything like that. So that'll be a first for me. But what I will say is that what should be interesting is that uh, Izzy Presley um, is has the punchlines and backlines. I think mm-hmm. that's what with Courtney Cardone. Yeah. And, and Kip, Kip Winger is doing it. So there yep. should be a lot of a lot of jokes at his expense. Obviously. Did they make yeah. that announcement? Because he told yes. me that uh, off the recording. But uh, uh, they, me- they mentioned it on like one of these Monsters Rock Facebook groups or okay. whatever like that. So that's official. So that should be a that should be a good time. Um, how do you say slaughter? <laughs> Slaughter. <laughs> yeah. So I just saw him five months ago. So whatever. Also kicks. Uh, you've got uh, Rhino Bucket. Whatever. Little Caesar. Maybe I can talk about avocados. Mm, there's a t- t-shirt. Yeah, I definitely say hi to Ron. He'll uh, he'll remember coming on the show for sure. Him him and I have a little correspondence off uh, off air every now and then. So. Yeah, so that that's gonna be a first time for me too. Or randomly lit, who I'll still see, but yeah, like I said, I would look up their set list to find out when they're gonna play my own worst enemy <laughs> and try to arrive around that time because I, I right. don't. I own two of their CDs and I, I honestly can't, I can't tell you a single song. No, just them. that one. Man, 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 the one that you think nobody right. knows, but uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, and then uh, L.A. Guns, the true version. You know, the reunited with Tracy or true. No, true-ish. has that not been pulled out? They uh, Tracy just tweeted uh, a couple weeks ago. All, all touring is canceled. Maybe he was not being. Maybe he was. <sighs> she, I, I'll be really disappointed on that because that was a recent ad as of Christmas that they added them and. Faster Pussycat are on tour together, and a couple other ones. Man, I really hope I really because I've always wanted to see. That Maybe lineup. he's they'll, they'll making really an exception on this this cruise thing. It's a little different, but uh, yeah. There's anyway. I'm That'll pulled. be upsetting. Yeah. So I've got. So then you've got this. You got Sweden. You got Eclipse, who is confirmed coming 100. percent They just posted that they got all their shots and passports, and they're they're good you to go. Those, so I was guys. happy for that. I do. And then the other one that did just cancel yesterday. Was uh, I was as far as somebody I'd never see ever, except on this boat, probably is I was really excited to see Michael Monroe, but of course that is canceled now. So I was looking to see the you know okay. singer Hanoi Rocks and whatnot that got canceled. But they got random people like Frank Cannon from Tesla, obviously doing a Tesla set of some acoustic. They have a bunch of like like a coffee shop or like like bars set up too. So you have like that kind of background music too, is what I understand from nice. some of these solo artists. You got Jason Beeler. Another guest of the show. Jesus Christ, I think we're up to like eight or nine guests of this show that mm-hmm. you've interviewed um, so far. Well done. You, you, put, you put in the work over the last couple of years. Well, I'm you were on in, in, in on the Beeler interview. so That's true. Beeler, he'll be there. I definitely want to at least have a conversation with him because he's always entertaining. Now, one that I think... Uh, bring my, one. Hey, I, you got you to gotta buy a Filverone dildo and give it to him. I, I'm not bringing that on the on board. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Do it for me. <laughs> it's you either that or the shit. Tony Romo outfit. <laughs> Tony Romo's really let himself go. Hey, so we got, uh, we've also got uh, uh, this one I thought was great. I would love, I want some just general questions from the audience for me to maybe ask him. Queen Shrike bailed. They replaced Queen Shrike, the, late, the current version, with Jeff Tate. Jeff Tate, vest and all. On the cruise, come mm. on, man! That's get a, get a, that's a bottle, great, get, great guest. Have a glass of wine with him. That's true. I think I should have that, and I think he's doing all of Rage for Order and Empire or something like that. Um, uh, uh, now you ways. asked me, and, and I delivered uh, to uh, shout out. Uh, you can do it during Jeff Tate when I saw him here. So uh, <laughs> I, now you now you you have to pay that one back. I need you to yell out at a, at a quiet spot. Show me your tits. 
Show me your tits. Oh, that's great. Or, you would hate that. <laughs> or just put them on the glass. I think that's fine. If you want to, if it's put them on the glass. <laughs> what if he's What if he's doing Empire and right before like the changeover during the acoustic yes. part of si- Silent Lucidity? Yeah. Right when it gets quiet, bring show us your tits, Silent Lucidity. You gotta say Jeff at the end though. Show us your tits, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. It's on because all I gotta say is that you know that guy has a huge problem with with his audience. That is gonna just like that is the the peak. Don't you I think? think he's got a good sense of humor. He laughed it off on when when at the show I did. So okay, I'm frozen by the way in my yep. picture. Am I frozen? Uh, yep. But you can still hear me. I can. All right. All right. Let me make sure this is recording still because you know this is pure gold. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, I'm missing some of them. I mean, there's, there's random things like buck cherry, so they'll stick up the joint. Um, what else? But I'll still see them and yeah. then say like, how, how could that song crazy bitch ever have been a hit? It is devoid of all melody. And, and <laughs> can you think of any other band that has a, a song that bad that got famous? Seriously. That, that doesn't check any of the boxes. Like, I get why that song is catchy. It's not for me. But that song is just not catchy. And it's dumb. And the lyrics are bad. And it has words that, that aren't allowed on the radio. What so song? None of those things are for Oh, it. Crazy Bitch. Uh, crazy, crazy Bitch. I can't yeah, think no, of that, one. That song that, like, is complete fucking garbage. Uh, it's, it, I'm with you. No. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, they they kind of had a hit with... Uh, Lit up, and that was a decent rock song. Kind of yes, gave you that some... one makes that one makes sense, as I'm saying. But Crazy Bitch doesn't. All right, anyway, so hardcore superstar, uh, one of my favorite bands uh, from Sweden in the last uh, like five years or so. No, they are, I don't know, they'll, they'll hopefully be there. But that's that's pretty much the, the top. Uh, okay, the main ones that I would see. But uh, looks like a fun couple days at sea. Yeah, no, you we'll should see. have a good time. You know, I, I I always reference my festival love to. <coughs> I was talked into going to the the. I think it was my first Ozfest, but it was the the second or third tour of it because I was just like, God, I really only like. I did the loose the LC thing. I only right. I only like a couple of the bands. I went in the whole environment. The whole vibe was just amazing. It was fun all day. There's bands I liked, bands I didn't like. Uh, I never go into a situation like this with the idea that that because of this one band is there, I'm going. So it, it does suck if some of the bands drop out. That that stuff is happening right. all over right now. But no matter what, it's going to be a fucking blast. Uh, I, I I would just focus on on what is there and, and, and enjoy it, man. Because this is uh, I'm well, I'm looking forward to a, a full show recap, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And I mean, uh, you know, the growing up rock, you know, Pooney and uh, Steve Michael right. and, and those Two guys, guys who swim with their shirts on. <laughs> but, but yeah, so we're going to get a shirt, all three of us with the shirts, shirts on in pool. How about that? Pod, <laughs> podcast a row.
One of our boys, Aaron Lewis, uh, made some news recently. He was in the hospital with an emergency appendectomy. Now, I've Show had... us your tits, Aaron! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've had an appendectomy, you. Uh, no, I don't even know. Is that where you, you uh, update your app? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's this uh, thing in your body that apparently you don't need, but will sometimes might want to kill you called an appendix. And mm. uh, when it gets inflamed, Never heard of it. they remove it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you had yours taken out at, at birth. Uh, <laughs> Explains a lot. Yeah. That's going to happen. If you have no appendix, you have no moral. Is that where your moral compass is? Isn't the appendix? Yeah, <laughs> that would explain everything. <laughs> oh, God, for both of us, if you think about it. Yeah, now I had mine when I was in uh, sixth grade, and. It was a much bigger procedure as far as that. Like, I have a uh, a scar down there that's about, I don't know, five inches long. Now I wow. think they, they can do it, like, about the size of a, uh, the tip of a pen. So, um, and I, typically the recovery. You were how old? What's, I was 11 or 12 years old. Damn. Okay. See? Missed, All like, this time. three weeks of school. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would think when we were showering together, I would have asked you about that scar. <laughs> well, my blub rolls over it now. Uh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's why I didn't notice it. It's also... Just got really gross. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was just making a slight joke. I just meant that, like, you were in a room together and you came out of the shower, but you went, woof. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Well, are you also a guy that? Are you also a guy now that, that, like you said earlier, you can't bend over? Just all your soaps just on ropes now, <laughs> yeah. just all over your shower. Oh yeah, all the, all the soaps on the ropes. Amy's like, why did you buy so many soap on the ropes? <laughs> That's right. If that soap is dropped, I ain't getting it. <laughs> no way. It's gonna be there. It's gonna slowly dissolve by the drain. It's it's just gonna go away, honey. Oh man. Uh, um, yeah, but uh, not for long, baby. Baco's back. Uh, All right. <laughs> Aaron Lewis had an appendectomy. I don't know oh. why I wanted to talk about this, largely because he he shared a picture of him from the hospital, which is he just well, he looks like a person who's just had surgery. He's like right. just looks horrible. Um, so he was wearing. So if he just had surgery, he was wearing a, a headband like Bright Michael in that picture back in the day when he had surgery, right? <laughs> yeah, and he was. I know that the, the, they 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 tried to accommodate him, but uh, they weren't unable to find a gown that said "fuck Joe Biden." <laughs> that was the lead up for that. Excuse me. Do you have a? Do you have? A, do, you have do you have some uh, politically uh, motivated uh, gowns for me to wear? Uh, who did the surgeon vote for? <laughs> That's what he wants to know. Oh my God! Well, to, to pile on uh, the 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 karma keeps hitting uh, hitting Aaron pretty heavy. Uh, about a, it says less than a week later, he uh, had a kidney stone that he had to pass. So he's got this mm. like kind of incision in his body that's healing, and he's also got to squeeze out a a, a rock from his dick. So uh, get well. The next surgeon that he picks has to be wearing a let's let's go Brandon uh, little <laughs> surgery hat. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, you, I want you to cut me open. Some other quick news here. Uh, I cannot believe how many people who have no idea what they're fucking talking about suddenly became experts on whether or not Judas Priest can be formed with one guitar or not. Uh, Judas Priest announced. And now, now let's walk Is that a shot at me? Is that a shot at me? <laughs> uh, only slightly. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it was actually, you were the first person to comment, but, but it was just to me privately. 
it was like over the next few days, I'm like, all these people that like, it's like, what the, you don't even know fucking, you, you know, whatever. I, I don't, let's break down what happened here. Uh, so J- Judas Priest announced they were just going to tour with uh, one guitar, um, Richie, uh, what's it, Richie? Um, Faulkner. Richie Faulkner. Sorry, Richie. Who just, uh, who, who just who went through the whole. Uh, yeah, he had a pretty major heart, heart surgery. So uh, the fact that, that he's even able to, to to keep going is is great news but uh right. so yeah that 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 so Andy Sneep could uh, uh work you know could he, so that Andy Sneep could do studio work right mm-hmm. doesn't that sound like it was Andy Sneep saying hey I can't do the tour and Judas Priest saying you know what fuck it let's not bring another guy in that's how that reads yes it does, but it doesn't sound like that's how it went down. No, Andy Sneap shortly after said he was very disappointed in the decision, yeah. but uh, understood and said wished him nothing but the best. You know what I mean? I like, hey. didn't. I didn't. I didn't really read it that way. I read it as sorry if I'm stepping on your lead here, but uh, but the way the way I saw his response was I'm very disappointed, and it kind of uh, indicated that I'm really, really, really disappointed. And I'm really also going to be disappointed when I pull out and not be the producer anymore going forward. Is kind of like it almost looked like almost a threat, the way he was writing his perfectly. Okay, uh, uh, I'm may- just saying I, I could I could see a little of anger in his. It wasn't like eh, no problem. But but the initial PR from Judas Priest made it sound like Andy was stepping away because he's too busy. Okay, right. Yeah. His response and, seemed and like, he was like, I, yeah, yeah, that kind of sucks. I wanted to do it, and then, and then everybody. Suddenly was like, you need two guitars. Look, I don't know. It, yes, it, it does work better with two guitars. Flat out, absolutely. Could it be done with one? Yeah. From my perspective, the biggest thing it would hurt would be the rhythm. Like, because there are songs that have, like, kind of two distinct parts where you'd either have to pipe something in or just kind of deal with, with picking one of the two. Kind of like uh, Sebastian does with his band. He's just got the one guitar player, and Skid Row has a lot of two guitar parts. But I haven't heard anybody go to those shows. Yeah, uh, well, you really need a second guitar player to do those songs right. Um, you know, can I be that guy? Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. Go ahead. Just for for a second. I mean, just when I saw him, and I can't pull his name right now, but he is a, actually a really yeah. I can't think of his name. Talented, either. talented guitar player. He's been a he's been in a lot of bands. Right? Bands. Is, is it Kerry Kelly or something like that? I don't know. No, no. I I, I feel bad because I want to give him his his props, but I can tell you that. And, and again, I'm not a musician, but. Are the, do you think that the, the, the songs for the debut Skid Row album are easier to play with one guitarist than the Slave to the Grind ones? Yes I, I think no? Priest is probably a little easier, but they, they both have their songs where you, you need to compensate. But the, look, there's ways to do my it. My point is, I could t- there's times, my point is, just seeing the, the Slave to the Grind, there are times where I'm like, damn, that guy is like being put through the ringer, and it does sound thin at times. So that leads me to believe to, that you would be right. It would be lacking on the rhythm unless you just doubled tracks yeah. or whatever it is. The leads right? would be easy to to figure out because uh well not easy to perform i'm just saying as far as to make it uh a competent live sounding thing sure a a guitar player of richie's level can easily do it that that's all i meant by that a fellow podcaster that i enjoy kind of uh went on defensive judas priest a little bit with this really dumb breakdown um it was like one of those eddie trunk kind of like a lot of people don't understand kind of moments you know i mean yeah guess what People who are fans and go to shows don't spend a lot of time, you know, making up imaginary tour budgets. You know, they don't sit at home. God, I wonder how much they pay Andy Sneap each day. Uh, man, does he does he get a hotel room? Does he share one? I mean, so it was a breakdown like that. And like at the cheapest, this would be twenty five hundred dollars a week. You factor that over four months. You know, he broke the it's like. 
Jesus Christ. You know, either do it or don't do it. I don't really care. I don't know that it would be a, a deal breaker for me going to see it. But it doesn't matter. Uh, three or four days. Like, even Eddie Trunk chimed in as, uh, with some, you know, saying this is impossible to do Priest with one guitar. Anyway, they, they caved. Andy sneaks back. They're going to do two guitars. <laughs> It took like three I days. I almost now I'm going I, with an LC kind of theory. This was all just a fucking PR stunt. Oh, you think it's a PR stunt? Yeah, to do now that, they look good to forth. the fans. We listened to the fans. We heard your your call and we did it. You know what? Fuck yeah. I'll go with that too because the fact is that was a lot of hype over to get some, 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 uh, some action <laughs> yeah, out there. Right, I because you didn't hear anything about it, and I didn't even know that they were touring with which. Which I mean, I'm not a huge. I think it's because that's why Queen Strikes off the boat is because off the Monsters Rockers because they're on tour with Judas Priest, and you know what? For a for a pairing, that one makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a lot better than I've seen in the past that they've been paired up with fucking Uriah Heap. What the hell is that? And, and, you know and don't I mean? forget, in 2023, uh, Ozzy and uh, Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that supposed to happen? Well, that was 2021, then 2022. Yeah. If it's a PR stunt, it's great. Because to me, all it did was kind of question, even when I saw Priest for the first time three or four years ago, I knew it was pretty much the Rob Halford solo show. I mean, it's him and, you know, Ian Hill. And I mean, Richie's been there for a long time, but it's kind of, you're not seeing, you know, the two guitarists are gone. So then to, to take it down to four kind of just kind of cheapens the idea in my mind a little bit so i think that's- yeah i would agree with that i mean I, I don't have a problem with that uh i, I don't have a problem with people being upset with it you know although you yeah. know what not a single person was like priest needs andy's sneep they just want two no. guys up there uh, right. <laughs> yeah and, and, and frankly richie does almost all the leads i think uh even when andy's in the band when i saw him i think uh, andy did a little bit but uh yeah you, you might be right on that but uh but yeah, I think that's that it was it was that and and I think that possibly on the other hand if it wasn't a PR stunt, I think Andy Steep said, "Guess what? Get another fucking producer. You're going to kick me out of the band. I have worked I've weaseled my way into Tommy Thayer style. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that like like I have a, a right to perform here." Oh god, I'm, I'm, I, can't, I'm, I can't believe that he has the clout. They would just get another producer then. They would I don't think so. Yeah. Nope. They're comfortable with him. Okay, whatever. They're like they're like do you like do you want to do Another firepower, or do you want another uh, Nostradamus? Mm, Nostradamus. Uh, that reminds me, uh, uh, March Badness coming you have up. A pr- oh, you have a pr- you have a- I thought you were going to say prediction. <laughs> oh, I God. Can't wait. I can't about, you wait know, you March thought Badness. Peter Cruz was bad. Sitting through Nostradamus would probably uh, kill you. Uh, you know what? I- I'm thinking that after the Monsters of Rock Cruise, I'll have a lot more ideas of like, bands <laughs> that had terrible, terrible albums to put on there.
Well, a band that uh, you're not familiar with, but I absolutely love, Wasp, uh, finally announced a U.S. tour. Uh, and and you know what? I, it seems like it's getting a lot of buzz. It seems like it, this was the right time, you know what I mean? And the fact that they're touring with Armored Saint, that's kind of a cool double bill. Goddamn and, right. And I, I'll tell you this before I get too far in, Armored Saint's going to fucking destroy Wasp every night. I don't, I, I'm a bigger Wasp fan than Armored Saint, but I'm like, I don't think... I don't know. Blackie has so much fucking shit going on at with with, with his shows and stuff. I don't think I don't think uh, the performance typically can meet up. He's the the kind of guy who has seems like has a lot of technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, where where Armored Saint gets on stage, just kicks your ass and gets off. You know what I mean? What was the uh, the picture that somebody posted that it was like Wasp now or uh, Blackie Lawless looks like? Oh, somebody. yeah, I shared that in the Cobra and Fire group. Yeah, somebody, I think. Thanks. I'm just some fucking guy to you now. Uh, yeah, I shared that in the Cobras and Fire group. He <laughs> looks like uh, 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 Amy Schumer pretending, dressing up as Blackie Lawless. <laughs> that was what it was. That's yeah. the somebody I met. I couldn't pull the name, the yeah. comedian. But, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> so I got to tell you, I mean, listen, I've heard of, of Wasp Through Decibel Geek, and I've heard they're a pretty good band. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I know that they like to do something, you motherfucker, they do, they like to do something like a beast and I love that drop. So I, that's, that's one. If you go to the show, you have to do the, like in between different songs, do the fuck like a beast, that part. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's going to be doing that. That's the standard thing to say at a show. I would assume for for the foreseeable future, I will not be pre-purchasing tickets to anything very far in advance. (laughs) No. Um, especially if I have to travel, like if this was a local show, I'm might get tickets now but i'm uh, my buddy from seattle that i reconnected with you know we were wasp fans as kids we're looking at doing a destination show um they are coming to colorado uh but i did see that uh but uh anyway i don't when we get closer to it maybe maybe him and i will talk and and try to meet up somebody maybe we'll pick denver i don't know right now we were talking milwaukee but uh, anyway, I think I'm all in on that. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, you can drive us there and then pick us up. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Tell me how they were. But no, like, like uh, of that of the Wasp tour. Like I've seen John Bush live twice with Anthrax. I would love. I've never seen Armin Saint. That's another. That would be two checklists. Hmm. You know, That's a good point. I don't night. think I have either. So, and he's a phenomenal performer always for me. So, I think that would be a great. Great show. Um, now, did you listen to you? Did you get a chance to listen to the Eddie Trunk interview with Blackie? Um, no, but I heard it was very um, self. Uh, like I don't know. You I called me, it like talk, dollar yeah. store Gene Simmons. You know what I mean? He okay. He, he, he name drops people who have nothing to do with him. Like uh, I think you two or Bono, and talked about how Bob Dylan likes to write songs and that. So he does oh, the boy. same thing. You know those kind of things and and. I, also, he was asked directly about the Chris Holmes documentary, um, and and he was like, "What what about Chris's claims?" I'll give Eddie credit for going here because I didn't think he would. He's like, "What do you have to say about Chris's claims that uh, you know he got screwed uh, out of a lot of money?" And uh, Blackie's like, "Well, uh, I only know from what you're saying from your comment. I do not know. I didn't hear it myself, and I'm not familiar with this documentary. Absolute bullshit. Blackie has fucking seen this thing." Um, Anyway, so he says, all I can tell you is uh, uh, Chris has been paid, and he signed a contract, and so that's an absolute lie. Well, saying you got screwed could have been something that was in the contract. 
Yeah. I mean, look, and I'm not even saying, I don't know who's writing this. I really don't care. Chris Holmes doesn't seem like a guy that is a stable businessman. You know what I mean? That he might have just made some bad decisions and and maybe Blackie's also an unscrupulous piece of shit. I don't know. I, I don't know. He's on the he's on the boat, Chris Holmes. I'll ask him. Oh yeah, <laughs> see if you can get a fucking like a detailed answer out of that guy. <laughs> How would you like to get an updated picture of him floating on a raft? I want to see him shit some bricks. Oh, that too. So I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. That that uh, yeah, if he's got the a, iconic picture. Oh my god, he's got to fucking hop on one of those pool floaties. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, you know, you know. Here's the problem: is like there are not enough fans like you and I that are going to be on the boat that would demand something like that. Like you have to do this for us, Chris. But uh, yeah, yeah. And then also, Blackie went out, and I'm just going to read a quick, quick statement he threw up on Facebook, and this kind of, kind of sums up uh, <clears throat> the way this guy, his head works. Anyways, uh, so here's Blackie's comments on Facebook: for for over ten years, we have not toured on U.S. soil, but Ooh. starting October 28th, 2022. We return. Ten years I'd want. Ten years I've cussed. Ten years I'd lust to return to my homeland and be a wild child, a love machine, to be blind in Texas, on your knees, and headless. He's just one of those guys from that era that can't accept that they're 60 years old and kind of just, you know, phase into the next stage of life. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't perform, but it's not 1988, Blackie. This is a fucking silly, silly press release. Oh, my God. Well, On U.S. Yes. soil. My yeah. homeland. When your name is Wasp and you've kind of pointed yourself in a, in a box with a crazy-ass microphone, uh, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Right? I guess. Uh, I think people know it's, uh, it's a performance, though, at this point. You know, I mean, they're, they're, not, in, they're not 13-year-old Baco in the bedroom <laughs> masturbating to Love Machine. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, uh, so with that said, how many times have you seen them uh, a live performance of them? Uh, never, no. What? Mm-hmm. Wow! I thought you saw them back in the day or in the nineties. No, they were kind of, like, I, I didn't go to my first stuff. concert till after they probably last played at a show I could have gone to. They opened for Kiss on the Asylum tour locally, really? but uh, okay. I was still under the the steely grip of my stepmother when it came to stuff like that. So, yeah, but I thought you would have gra- you saw them at like uh, their '90s and 2000 like resurgence, and yeah, I'm really they really have. I mean, he says ten years, but uh, th- oh, you know what? They did. They had a show here that they canceled that I was going to um, okay. because <laughs> they couldn't fit his mic stand in there. <laughs> now How that was it. Well, how can he not fit a? F- that doesn't even make any sense. Okay, you gotta understand. He built a mic stand that you have to basically play clubs or arenas. Okay, so if you're playing a a, a large bar, because I've been on the stage and that mic stand would not fit on there, um, right. but yeah, they, they weren't exactly drawing thousands. You know what I mean? I I think it took some time away, but that would have been over ten years ago, oh, late nineties, um, or maybe I, I early two ten. All I'm gonna say is that's the first time I've ever heard. Show canceled per mic stand. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Danzig had a show here locally that got canceled because his his big fucking Danzig prop was too big to fit in there. Oh my god! And technically, it was in his contract, so he was just a fucking dickhead about it. All right, Fair yeah, enough. you could just go up and perform with a regular mic stand. Nope. Here's my thing: is should we start a GoFundMe for Dave Burrington to buy him tickets for the, uh, for oh, the yeah. show to, for, to force? He still to force hasn't responded. Now that you mentioned that, yes, he said that he would go to his show with me. So, D Brew, yeah, g- pony up here, man. I, Where are we going? I know. I, I think I will start to GoFundMe. Everybody, just p- pony up, 
a couple bucks. Let's get Dave to the show. Make him a Wasp fan. What do you say? Yeah. Community. <laughs> it's the 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 final the final uh, uh, act to turn <laughs> D Brew into a Wasp fan. <laughs> Sad rock news. We have uh, Meatloaf, who has passed away as of January twentieth, mm-hmm. um, and they, yeah, Marvin Lee a day is a his name. But but as everywhere, even from a Google search, you're just going to see Meatloaf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you look for for, for his uh, passing away. So I made Meatloaf um, for dinner that night. Did you? No. I, I do have that. I, I know. It's like, it's like, it's like one of the stage names that is, is instantly, you know, you got a little tongue in cheek, a little, little joking with it immediately um, from picking that name. You, you, if you go, if you pick it, you go with it. He'll always I mean? be, uh, I'm sorry. He'll always be bitch tits to me. Bob. Bob had bitch tits. Oh, is that it? Yeah, right. Exactly. That was his greatest role, right? Yeah. <laughs> he definitely, he definitely sold that role. Definitely his greatest disturbing. movie, greatest movie he was part of, but, uh. Right. He was in like, I didn't know he was in like 50 movies from his IMDb I looked up too. Uh, small parts here and there. But that yeah. was definitely when he started acting, I think, in that zone. Oh, um, no, way before that. He Like he was in Rocky so? Horror, wasn't he? Well, I, I know. Oh, is it, uh, yeah, but I don't think he was like doing acting gigs in the 80s. I, I got to look it up. But he is definitely, you know, besides music, he was uh, an actor too. But the, but um, I guess my, my main thing of... Of the the him passing had a really weird time. I just want to share this with you. So there's first uh, there is a, a one fellow podcaster out there, um, the Rock Solid podcast mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Pat Francis. Yeah, sorry, fellow podcaster Pat Francis and his Rock Solid podcast. They just had released like a week ago. No joke, like the Bat trilogy. Like they go through all three of his albums. It just came out, and it's a four-hour podcast. <laughs> okay, where they actually break down every single track from Bat One through Three. Uh, and uh, was Greg trying a guest? <laughs> no, but but the the point of me telling you that is that I jumped into that, and and Meatloaf for me, uh, you know, they always talk about like you know. Battle of the Hell came out in 77, mm-hmm. and then 16 later, Battle of the Hell 2 came out in the middle of grunge in 1993, and how amazing it was that it sold all these albums. And I just want to break this down. First off, A lot of I middle-aged like, white women were very excited for that release. I, you know what, though? But there is the crossover thing, because I highly enjoyed 
Battle to Hell 2 as well. And I've got to tell you, people say, like, how could that You're come an anomaly, was- though. I mean, I, oh, I, you, okay. I, I, okay. I wasn't like... Uh, you know, in prison during this time, I was very aware of what was going on. <laughs> that I guarantee Meatloaf sold more copies in Target and Walmart than he did at uh, Sam Goody or Musicland. So, sold plenty in both, but I'm saying we know the crowd that was going for it. My point is, of going into that, is that when we talk about, you know, the rock world has lost somebody and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I'm going to tell you that that the rock world has not lost somebody. This is not a disrespect to him. I find Meatloaf's Music in Escape, Majestic. There are some amazing songs. He's got, he's, he's got, uh, when he brings it, he brings an amazing voice. But let's just face it the, the people that say, like, Bad Out of Hell 2, what a huge phenomenon it was and how many albums he sold in the middle of different, different type of music. You know what? What also sells in the middle of different uh, times, what also sells is show Celine tunes. Dion. <laughs> yes, show tunes. I mean, this, we're talking about, you know what also was popular during, in 1993? Cats. You know, fan of the opera, Rent. Like, the, he is a Broadway performer with some guitar. That's yeah, a, no, I agree with that. Music. But when you say those things are popular, like, only people in New York could really experience any of that stuff. No, you buy the soundtracks. You buy movie yeah, soundtracks. Okay. You can still yeah. have all that stuff. But that's, By the way, the yeah, he has a shit ton of acting credits that go back, well, starting at 62, but, but really cranking wow. up in 75. So, okay. yeah, pretty regular bit roles throughout the 80s and 90s and all that stuff so yeah I know I'd seen him in a couple other things I, when I saw him in Fight Club I didn't think wow he can act too I um but anyway uh well that to, back to the music though I, that bad I still have the copy of Bat of the Hell my sister got from Columbia House in the late 70s and it's beat the fuck but um that that album to me is like almost like that first Boston record where it's like you almost don't need to own it to know every fucking song on it you know what I mean it's it just it, it was everywhere I have a coworker that like 10 years ago told me he didn't know the song um Paradise by the Dashboard Lights and and he's like look I just I don't listen to like his excuse was bullshit because to me you don't have to be a fan of the music you don't have to be someone who listens to one radio station to know that song. That song just permeates and is fucking everywhere. You go to a fair, you're going to hear somebody play it. If you're out at a karaoke bar, somebody's fucking singing it that night. That that song just is everywhere. It's been in tons of commercials, uh, movies. I think it I think it evaporated in the night. It, for me, it was almost like uh, the whole... I only heard it, it like dances and stuff like that. Like that was but like you the thing heard were, it. I heard it point. then, yeah. but then it kind of went away. It was like it was like the whole thing where mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody had a resurgence that came back again, like twice. Wayne's World and this, but Paradise City kind of like fell off of classic rock radio. Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. That's what I meant to say. Paradise by the Dashboard Light, but it did teach. That was the first time I knew that the stages of getting, uh, you know, a hand job versus a blow job <laughs> and stuff like that. Right? Like that. I didn't know first base through through home run until until Meatloaf taught me. Thank you, Meatloaf. Yeah. Oh but, man! But no, but but even that—that's a straight-up showstopper hey, from a, a Broadway. I am. Hmm? I mean, it's just a black screen for me. But am I moving on your end? Yep. Okay. It's for, for me. It's just a like a Broadway musical. That whole thing, and, that, and even "Bet Out of Hell." Like, Absolutely. The first for first track is fucking phenomenal. Great song, and then from that point forth. You can dig the music, but this ain't rock and roll anymore. No, it's, this is this is show this is showbiz, baby. Right from tracks two through seven. Yeah, no, and and my 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 two favorite songs are uh, two out of three ain't bad, and uh, the last track, um, uh, crying out loud for crying out loud. Yeah, um, okay. 
And I think for crying out loud, it's probably in my from for me that's the best vocal he's done. Um, and by the way, that's not a shot at any other vocal. The guy was an amazing singer. There's no doubt about that. Right before he died, I got I, my point is I just had this meatloaf resurgence, yeah. which is a funny <laughs> thing. Like I listened to that four hour podcast. That's, that's just, one of those classic just, bands that that I think you need to just embrace and let the world know that you love fucking meatloaf. Uh, fine, I, I can't, but I listened to a four hour podcast yeah. on it, and I will, t- I will tell you that there are there are two songs out of Battle Hell Three that I think are are. are is just as good as his other stuff if you like his stuff. And that mm-hmm. is to, to so I, I would stress to check out that one has 14 tracks, seven of them are written by Jim Steinman, and the others are a mishmash of Desmond, Desmond Child plus Nikki Six and John Five are in that one. It's wow. fucking weird. But there's a song called Blind as a Bat, and there's also one called Bad for Good, which are as good or better than those first first two albums. And I find Meat Love to be an escape. It's so over the top that you can just forget everything and listen to the ridiculousness. And I will even forgive them the whole parenthesis, the use of parentheses as well. And, and the, uh, which I'm a bit, I, 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 I'm a very, very angry about normally. Yeah. I so. think uh, Fall Out Boy were, their song titles were influenced heavily by Jim Steinman. Uh. Yes. <laughs> so part of that, of Bad Out of Hell 2 that I always thought was insane, but I've never heard it really come up in any conversation was a song called Wasted Youth, which is not really. I think it is Jim Steinman doing the, the actual spoken word part. I think you're right, but, yes. But it's this – do you recall this? It was basically this insane thing where he was smashing a guitar and like going, almost going on a murdering spree. And it's like, it's like over two minutes long. I remember everything! I remember every little thing as if it happened only yesterday. I was barely 17 and I once killed a boy with a Fender guitar. I don't remember if it was a Telecaster or a Stratocaster, but I do remember that it had a heart of chrome and a voice like a horny angel. I don't remember if it was a Telecaster or a Stratocaster, but I do remember that it wasn't at all easy. It required the perfect combination of the right power chords and the precise angle from which to strike. The guitar bled for about a week afterward. And the blood was zoo, dark and rich, like wild berries. The blood of the guitar was chuck berry red. The guitar bled for about a week afterward, but it rung out beautifully. And I was able to play notes that I had never even heard before. So, I took my guitar And I smashed it against the wall. I smashed it against the floor. I smashed it against the body of a varsity cheerleader. Smashed it against the hood of a car. Smashed it against the 1981 Harley Davidson. The Harley howled in pain. The guitar howled in heat. And I ran up the stairs to my parents' bedroom. Mommy and Daddy were sleeping in the moonlight. Slowly, I opened the door, creeping in the shadows right up to the foot of their bed. I raised the guitar high above my head, and just as I was about to bring the guitar crashing down upon the center of the bed, my father woke up screaming, Stop! Wait a minute! Stop it, boy! What do you think you're doing? That's no way to treat an expensive musical instrument! And I said, God! 
Nick Daddy! You know I love you. But you got a hell of a lot to learn about rock and roll! Yeah, and it, it, yes, it, no. it, it's, the song is mostly him talking, right? Like, like or at least yes. half of it, you know? Yeah, it's like, again, like a Broadway part of a show that would be an intro, like an interlude in a story, yeah. whatever like that, an intro. Um, so I, I don't but, think, it's, does it lead into a song? Because I'm guessing I never realized yes. it was a separate it, song it, then. It, it goes into, I think, louder than everything else okay. or something like that. Which which also starts with the song, the term "wasted youth." Okay. Anyway, the song is madness. He basically is is he's this guy is smashing a guitar. He's coming up with new chords he's never heard before. It's it's bleeding Chuck Berry red, all this kind of stuff. And and he's basically it almost ends with him murdering his parents with the the guitar. Yeah, I vaguely so, remember that. Uh, like I said, my vaguely? my Good. buddy's mom who liked to party. Uh... She would, she would play this. So, so as a prank, <laughs> so as a prank during you know college, I mean, right? <laughs> uh, uh, my my roommate at the time, uh, watch out, David Glenn, um, would uh, would we? Do you know how you can like lock somebody in a room by putting like a piece of wood or cardboard? Like, yeah, I've seen the, it done like the, with a coin or a penny or something like that, where yes. he just kind of shims it tight. Yeah, there you go. So we had it where he couldn't get out of his own uh, <laughs> dorm, dorm room, and we put just uh, we put the speakers right up to the, the bottom of the door frame and we blast, we put in a two and a half minute loop this fucking song where he was wasted, he was in and out of sleep like all night. <laughs> Just imagine <laughs> imagine this madness going on a loop. Love you, Sheldon. What, what about my, you guys? How, how did you get away from it? I mean, that sounds like you're torturing yourself. <laughs> oh, we're, we're in the fraternity. We just went to the other floor. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, in the fraternity. That must be nice. Yeah, that's I'll right. See. That's right. You know, it's a good fraternity if there's Daddy a paid for on it. Q. <laughs> We had just robbed a middle-aged white woman of her CD collection. We, we, <laughs> we queued that up. That's it, man. Just to, that uh, respect the man. He put he. Uh, uh, and this is this segment. We're just going to call it Deep Loaf because I because mm. I went deep on on the on the loaf. I and like that. I, I'd like to do a play out to feature blind blind as a bat as a play out song. Unless you want to do crying out loud, whatever. No, I'll you, you pick. You, you want blind as a bat? Yeah. Let's do. Let's do. Let's let's, let's play out the loaf. Rest in peace with a little bit of a. Uh, Lesser known song off of Battle of the Hell 3 by Desmond Child doing his best Jim Steinman work, Blind as a Bat. Y'all get out of here? Yeah, man, let's get out of here. It's been fun. All right. All right, cool. Rock's not dead. But I won't do that. I am not afraid to show you who I am. And I am not ashamed. Of my life Though I've walked alone Down this cold and soulless road I've always felt you deep In my bones
You know what? Get a get a um. Do this for me. Get a get a a Corona T-shirt. And uh, get a Corona hat like the one you're wearing, Ooh, and yeah, then just yeah. walk around and uh, like put get like a name tag that says Tony. <laughs> and Tony, Tony Romo. Oh, I see. And then okay, like here we go. Pose for pictures with people. I, I guarantee some stranger is gonna like. I met Tony Romo on Monsters of Rock Cruise. I don't think that's gonna happen, but yeah. we can go with that. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.